In this episode of Scaling Postgres, we talk about faster partitions, count speed, extensions, and education. I'm Creston Jameson, and this is Scaling Postgres, episode 82. All right, I hope everyone's having a great week. Our first piece of content is PostgreSQL 12, Partitioning is Now Faster. This is from the secondquadr.com blog. Uh, the first thing they talk about is copy performance, where they say that uh, bulk loading of data into a partition table using copy is now able to make use of bulk inserts. Previously, only one row was inserted at a time. And they show a scale here going from 2 to 8,192 partitions. And they looked at version 11 and 12 and the number of seconds to do a copy from 100 million rows. And as you can see, 12 was noticeably faster. It starts getting into diminishing returns as you go higher. And they're talking about uh, the reason for the slowdown is due to how copy code makes up to 1,000 slots for each tuple per partition. So there may be some use cases where you may not see some of this effect, but definitely much improvement with partitions in general, not just with larger numbers of partitions. Next thing you talked about is insert performance. And they said in version 11, every partition was locked when you were doing an insert, no matter if it received a new record or not. But with version 12, uh, quote, we now lock a partition just before the first time it receives a row. So if they're just inserting one row, then only one partition is locked. And as you can see here, as the number of partitions goes from again two to over 8,000, the transactions uh, per second, it's pretty good up to about 32 starts getting the difference. And you can see a huge difference that happens as you add more and more partitions. In version 12, you can see there's no penalty as you're increasing the number of partitions that exist for a parent table. So that's a huge improvement if you have a lot of partitions in your partition tables. Then they talk about uh, select performance. Now they mentioned here, of course, that PostgreSQL 11 added a partition pruning. And with version 12, they just made it a whole lot better. And as you can see, what a whole lot better means, again, the TPS, the transactions per second, is still pretty consistent, although you start getting a little bit of a drop down, drop down in the 4,000 to 8,000 partitions level, but it knocks the socks off version 11. So version 12 is much improved in this area. And then they go over some other uh, partitioning performance improvements in terms of ordered partition scans, uh, getting rid of single subplan depend and merge pending nodes, and some various improvements to the runtime partition pruning. And there are some particular use cases that, again, 12 is improved. But as you can see, there's still, as you get larger partition sizes, there still can be some issues that, of course, they'll be working on. But even with this drop-off, they said if they change the uh, where clause slightly, uh, swapping out the S table function call for a constant, the planner is able to take care of pruning. So there's still some use cases again that it's, again, your mileage may vary, but definitely a lot of great improvements with partitioning. So it seems like Postgres just keeps getting better and better with regard to this. The next post is what's faster, count asterisk or star or count one? And this post basically says there shouldn't be too much of a difference in it. And you don't see much of a difference with MySQL, Oracle, some other databases. But with PostgreSQL, you actually see, uh, or he saw, a little bit of a difference. And they say, you know, what is the difference? Count asterisks or count star counts all tuples in a group. A count by an expression counts all tuples in a group for which the expression evaluates to something that is not null. 
So sometimes this comes in useful when doing accounts of outer joins and also when you're doing things like uh, counting groups in a subset when using a case or in, if you're using filter in PostgreSQL. Now he also talks about uh, looking at various different database systems and pretty much for MySQL, Oracle, SQL Server, doesn't really matter, but it does matter for PostgreSQL in that count asterisk or count star was consistently faster by around 10% on 1 million rows. So more than he had anticipated. And someone actually in the comments mentioned that they saw something similar too. So it's definitely something to be aware of, but he does note here, uh, quote, uh, do note that the benchmark only tried a very simple query. So as you get more sophisticated in your counting with different types of queries, you may not see this uh, behavior. Or maybe when using uh, having or order by, there's different things that can affect it. But it's something interesting to observe and remember and see if you see this kind of a difference in your queries. And this is from a jooq.org blog. Next post is PostgreSQL extensions, a deeper look. And this is from a presentation that's been embedded here on a, the LinkedIn slide share called a PostgreSQL extensions, a deeper dive. Now this is specifically about Amazon RDS, but I did still find the content relevant for anyone using PostgreSQL. Because it talks about uh, what are extensions, what are some of the common extensions that people use. Again, PG stat statements is a huge one, PostGIS for doing spatial support, uh, Postgres foreign data wrapper, procedural language and JavaScript, and then a UUID. It shows different commands to be able to look at uh, the supported PostgreSQL ex extensions. Again, this is on RDS, how you would go about creating them, uh, listing the used ones, and how to upgrade or remove them. And then he also goes into uh, different plugins and how to develop uh, extensions as well. So if you're interested in extensions and getting a little bit more information with regard to them and, and development, even though this is, again, about RDS because it's an AWS presentation, still some relevant uh, content in this presentation. So I suggest you to check it out. And this is at Jignesh Shah's blog. The next post is PostgreSQL Top Learning and Training Resources. So this is basically a list of where you can get more information about learning PostgreSQL. And of course, the number one resource, of course, is the PostgreSQL manual. So it's the online manual that's available at postgresql.org. Other thing mentioned is a distribution lists. So email list or dis distribution list, you can get on these to get communication and communicate with others in the community. It talks about uh, partners and software tools, uh, official PostgreSQL webinars, a list of PostgreSQL events, all the different PostgreSQL events taking place, Local and regional user groups, uh, the PostgreSQL Planet, which is a list of different blog posts. So a bunch of different resources to learn more about PostgreSQL. Continue with the theme of PostgreSQL education. Postgres Open just posted a 30 to 40 different presentations that occurred at that conference. So if you're looking for more PostgreSQL education material, definitely check out the Postgres Open YouTube channel to look for more content. Again, continuing with the theme of education, there is a website that has come up called the postgrescheatsheet.com. And it is a cheat sheet for accomplishing various different functions in PostgreSQL. So for example, I'm on the tables. It tells you how to show a table, backslash D, the table name, uh, show more, showing more details with it, get the list of tables from the current schema. You can look at users and it tells you how to set or change a user's password. 
So there's all sorts of just quick little cheat sheet of different commands you can use for PostgreSQL. And this was uh, built from the team at TimescaleDB. So definitely an interesting resource to check out and keep on hand in case you need a way to look up something quickly. The next post, another educational resource, is Postgres Execution Plans Field Glossary. Now this is defining each of the different things when you're looking at education plans, and it is truly a glossary. It tells you a node type and then what it is. It tells you the different uh, parent relationships, what a filter is, parallel aware, relation name, alias, estimate fields in terms of total cost, startup cost, plan roles, plan width, actual value fields in terms of actual loop, actual total time. So this is a good resource in case you're trying to look, explain, analyze a query and you want a little bit more information about what you're seeing in the data returned. It would be great if this had some maybe small examples that could highlight it, but this was intended to be a glossary and that's exactly what it is. So if you're interested in this, definitely a blog post to check out. This is from the uh, PG Mustard blog on medium.com. Next post, again related to education, is The Art of PostgreSQL, The Transcript, Part 1. And this is a text version of the presentation that was given by Dimitri Fontaine at Postgres Open. Again, the, one of the YouTube videos that was uploaded in the Postgres Open channel. And this is a text version of this presentation. Now this presentation actually seems to cover more why PostgreSQL. In other words, why would you use PostgreSQL? And it's basically talking about its relational database roots and how PostgreSQL fits into that. So if you're interested in this content, definitely a blog post to check out. The next post is SQL and now GQL. So this is talking about making GQL an official standard alongside SQL. And the subtitle says here, a standard query language for property graphs. So this is a little bit outside of PostgreSQL's bailiwick, but again, talking on the topic of conversation, uh, this is pretty interesting. And of course it brings up questions in my mind. Are there different types of support that will come into PostgreSQL with this uh, potentially new definition of a language, a GQL. So if you want to get more information about this graph query language, and this is a uh, great post to check out that is on a Pulse on LinkedIn.com. The next post is Manage Linux Control Groups in PostgreSQL with PGC Groups. So this is in reference to a previous blog post on uh, cybertech-postgresql that they did talking about C groups and they actually have a PostgreSQL plugin called PGC groups for making the management of them easier. Now the first thing you talk about is what is a PGC groups good for. Uh, basically the C groups kind of put a constraint around the processes that are running on a system like a Linux system. So if you have one PostgreSQL cluster running on a system and you want it to have full resources of that machine, you wouldn't want to use C groups. But if you had multiple clusters that were running and you wanted to restrict their access to certain resources on the machine, then maybe C groups is something you would want to potentially use. And PGC groups, as they talk about here, is something that uh, makes it easier. So they've set up a project page for it and they go through to the steps to how to set it up. And then once you set it up, you can, as they see here, support limits on memory consumption, CPU time, and IO bandwidth. And they say uh, one particularly nice feature is this is the only way to limit the amount of file system cache that is used for PostgreSQL. So if you have a use case that would benefit from 
constraining the resources that PostgreSQL uses on the machine, definitely a blog post to check out. The last post is PostgreSQL 12 Beta 4 up and running in less than six minutes. And this is from Luca Ferrari at fluca1978.github.io. And he's using uh, pgenv, which is kind of like a environmental builder for Postgres. So much like you hear of Python's environment builder or Ruby's RBM for building a Ruby environment, this builds Postgres environments. And you could use this utility to just build version 12 beta 4 pretty quickly, set it to use, and then start, start up the database. So if you have a need to run different versions, this is a quick and easy demonstration of how you could use pgenv to accomplish that. That does it for this episode of Scaling Postgres. You can get links to all the content mentioned in the show notes. Be sure to head over to scalingpostgres.com where you can sign up to receive weekly notifications of each episode, or you could subscribe via YouTube or iTunes. Thanks.